0: Um, and that kind of relates to that word cheating hearts comes from a particular scripture in Jeremiah that speaks about how the heart is deceitful because that word deceitful, a synonym for the word deceitful is, uh, cheating. And I know the truth is that most of us, if somebody asks you if your heart is deceitful, you would say no. Uh, Let me do it this way. How many of you would admit that you have a deceitful heart? Anybody in here have a deceitful heart? Okay. Wow. Yes, yeah. No. 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 I didn't ask you about the rest of us. I asked you about you. No. 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 I want to hear about you. Don't. Don't group. Don't be a group. You know. Don't. 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 Don't group up everybody. So you don't feel. Be understand me. Don't say all of us. No. No. I'm asking you. Do you? Do you believe that you have you? Deceitful heart. See, we we don't like to do nothing like say, well, all of us, all of us, all of us, because we don't want to be All of us, yeah, yeah, not just me alone, Pastor, but yeah, yeah, he, she, and the the old lady, as they would say. But it is true that all of us have cheating hearts. The truth is that if you don't guard your heart, then all kind of things are going to happen in it. Your heart is so important. Listen, you are your heart. I can tell how your heart is by the way you speak, the way you behave, the way you think, the way you respond to things. I can tell how your heart is. And sometimes what happens is that we try to say, well, you can't judge my heart because you don't know what is in my heart. Almost saying that, listen, what you see is not who I am. I am completely different in my heart, though you hear me cuss bad word. That's not who I am. It's just mad, me getting mad. But that's not a city where, that's not my heart condition. My heart is so good, it's just my mouth that is bad. <laughs> yeah, I know my attitude stinks, but listen, my heart doesn't stink. No way. No way. Listen, I have a real genuine heart. I have a real kind heart. I have a loving heart. I love people, you see. It's just sometimes some people cross me, path I may just display a bad attitude. But that's not my heart. We try to fool ourselves. Well, I know you don't see me going to church. But listen, you, you, I mean, listen, I love God so much you wouldn't even believe it. I mean... Listen, I, mean, I try to make sure I do everything right. I don't go to church, you know. I mean, I know I still struggle with reading my Bible and praying. But listen, I'm telling you, I've never been this close to the Lord right now. I'm telling you, God is so, God, I mean, God is just right in my heart. I just don't, I, don't, I just don't talk to him. Well, I talk to him. Yeah, I talk to him, you know, but, you know, every now and then me say a little prayer. But But listen, yeah, and we fool ourselves. I think it's time for that to stop. We need to be real and honest. And ask God to help us. To heal us. So that we can have hearts that follow after God. And God can look at us as he said about David. And call us a man after my own heart. And you know, You know, we talk about how David said when my heart is overwhelmed. But this morning we'll be looking at Jeremiah chapter 17. And uh that really from verse 5 to 11 but just to give you some context we're going to read from verse 1 of jeremiah chapter 17 as usual i'm going to ask you to stand with me for the reading of the word and then we read the word and then we pray and you get to sit down for the rest of the service hallelujah and then i do all the standing until the end isn't that a wonderful deal you can't miss it. So let's jump to our feet. We stand for the reading of God's word. It is his holy word and we reverence his word. Just lift your Bibles up with me and declare with me that this is God's word, not Pastor Omar's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are opened, and I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just read for you right? This is so good. It says, The sin, the sin. Of Judah. Now, Judah is is the same tribe that Jesus Christ, the line of that led down to Jesus. David. Jesus is called the Conquering Lion of the Tribe of Judah. So, Judah is a very important tribe in the context of scriptures. Very important. They are always known also as the House of Praise. And so, the scripture says, "The sin of Judah, watch this, is inscribed with an iron chisel." engraved with a diamond point on their stony hearts. It says the sin of the people have been etched on their heart. That's how sinful they were. And on the corners of their altars. It says even their children go to worship at their pagan altars and Asherah poles beneath every green tree and on every green hill. Everywhere Every high hill, everywhere, the people and their children were worshipping false and pagan gods, this very important tribe. So I will hand over my holy mountain along with all your wealth and treasures and your pagan shrines as plunder to your enemies, for sin runs rampant in your land. Something like that is Jamaica. Sin runs rampant in your land. Uh, verse 4. Listen to this. It says, Your wonderful possessions, the wonderful possessions I have reserved for you, will slip from your hands. When I read that, I said, Oh my God, this is not going to happen to me. In that slipping out of my, I don't know about you. Come on, tell a neighbor. I don't know about you. But this wonderful possession that God has reserved for me will not. Slip out of my hand. Amen? Listen, if if your heart don't write, your hand can't hold it. Let me say it to you again. If your heart is not right, your hand will not be able to hold what the Lord has for you. God has wonderful possession reserved for all of us. The question is, will our hearts be right so our hands can work? Come on, you don't know what you're missing. Some of us are missing out. Because what God has for us keeps slipping out of our hands. The scripture continues and says, I will tell your enemies to take you as captive to a foreign land. For my anger blazes like a fire that will burn forever. Verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. Who rely on human strength. And turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. Lord of mercy. The place is barren, it, it uninhabited, and it's salty. It, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in no salty land. When Jamaican say salty, you know, it's not a good thing. Bible, listen, the Bible, the Bible says you don't want to live in salty land. It says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted ala- along the river bank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat, or worried by the months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. In good times and in bad times they are producing fruit. Watch is, what is, this. Is, this is the seed part. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. And it is desperately wicked. Look at the person beside you. Them look cute, don't? You I hear this song? You see a man's face? But you don't know them hearts? The Bible just tell you. Desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? You don't even know. And I mean, I'm telling you sometimes. We don't, we never know what's going on our own heart. Watch this. But I, the Lord, search all hearts. Oh, you, you, you think it's past the heart, the Lord searching. Your heart getting searched too. Young and old, watch it, watch it. And examine every secret motives. Look at the neighbor and say, God knows your secret motives. In other words, you have no secrets because God knows. People don't reveal your secret. You ever hear people say, I don't like when people chop my business? Listen, if it's in you, it's going to come out of you. I, I need to wrap up this. After the Lord says, he searched the heart. Then he examined. He does an examination of the secret motives. Look what he says now. I give all people their due reward. According to what their actions deserve. So let me ask you one question and then we're going to pray and you sit down. Do you want your reward based on your present actions? Based on your present actions, based on your present life, uh, would you put up your hand and say, yes Lord, give me my reward right now. Lord, Now that you have searched my heart. Come on, come on. Are you brave enough to lift your hand and say, God, now that you have searched my heart and you have examined my secret motives, give me what I deserve, Lord. Anybody want to pray that right now? Just lift your hand. All right. Say, look like we need some work on our hearts. Amen. The truth is, when it comes down to this, that we will get rewarded based on the search and examination of our heart. All of us need to pause and begin to say, hmm, we need to get the house in order. So we're going to talk about that this morning. So Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, before we go any further, we say, God, forgive us. We repent, Lord God, for every secret motive. Lord God, for everything that we have hidden in our hearts that goes against you. Lord God, forgive us. So that when you come and search and examine, we can gladly lift our hands and say, give us the reward because we know it will be good things. Lord, return from evil and return to you in the name of Jesus. Open every eye to see your truth, every ear to hear your voice, every mind to understand your word and every heart to receive what you have in store for them. Bless us, we pray in Jesus name, amen and amen, thank you so much you may be seated hallelujah, hallelujah listen there is a, a singer called hank williams i don 't know if you know him um you 'd have to be in my age range to kind of know him, meaning you have to be very old or you will not know him, but um he wrote a song called your you 're cheating um, your cheating heart um your cheating heart right and so the first two. Stanzas are uh, going to give you what it, what it, what it says. Um, but these songs nowadays are so crazy. I was watching, they have this thing called um, American Got Talent. And I was listening to one of the contestants redo a song. And it was a young lady and she was singing. She was saying that, I found you with a lady in my bed. And now your blood is going to run red. And she was saying that there will be no trial. And she was really singing you know, very nicely, nice voice, she got a standing ovation. And I'm saying, excuse me? The lady just said, she's going to kill the man, and there's going to be no trial, nothing at all, because she's walking away scot-free after she killed him for what he did, and she gets a standing ovation. I guarantee you, if a Jamaican took that, and do it the exact song in patwa, them get cussing. Right? But, but, but these songs are crazy. So this guy did a song. It's not so bad. He says, your cheating heart will make you weep. You will cry and cry and try to sleep. But, but sleep won't come. The whole night through, your cheating heart will tell on you. So the song says, your cheating heart will tell on you. At some point, your heart is going to talk. At some point, you're going to open your mouth and what comes out of your mouth will be based on what is in your heart. So how does it work? So there are many types of hearts out there that we might say are deceiving hearts are cheating hearts. And when you see any of these things working in your life, you know that something has gone off in my life and in my heart. And I need Jesus to come in and fix it. And so the first one we're going to talk about is the evil heart. Anybody want to admit that they have an evil heart? There are people who have evil heart. A evil heart is when you want something bad to happen to somebody else. A evil heart is when the person breaks up with you and in the immediacy of the breakup you want you wish them dead. You wish they don't find nobody as good as you. You, 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 you wish the next woman when they meet just, just treat them so bad that they regret you. Uh, uh, vice versa. Listen, listen, that that that's an evil heart. An evil heart always seeks revenge. An evil heart always wants to get back at people. An evil heart says, I oh, wanna fire me. I, I, I just I just in some no company, I'll just broke down. Look how long me I work here. I've been working here for 20 years. 20 years, blood, sweat, and tears on this job. You wanna fire me for no reason. All you, all you supervisor? boy, where help go right, report on me. You forget fire too. And when you hear him get fire, serve your right. Serve your right. You're so evil, you reap evil. That's an evil heart. Pastor, you don't know. I don't want to talk to my father. that the Monday. Father. Father. I don't have no father. Talk to me about my mother don't have no father. Were you adopted? I don't care about him. Not even in funeral me ago. That's an evil heart. See, you have to be careful because number one there is the evil heart. Genesis 6 verse 5 says this. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart, the thoughts of you, remember about what you're thinking. I was just giving the example of some of the thinking that we have. Every thought of the heart had become, every thought of the heart was only evil at all. Times are all the time. In other words, everything that happened to the people, the first thing come is evil. Police stop them and give them a ticket. All dirty police. They can just fire him. Eh? Before I go look for criminal. He might give me a speeding ticket. So let me go fast. I have nobody body on the road. Eh? I've, I've heard it. I don't know security going like I do run the people in them place. But, but store lock. A five minute off of the time. Now let me in. <laughs> Every inclination. So all of a sudden security doing job. But if you get fire because you're late. Bible says every inclination of the thought of his heart was evil all the time this is this is this is early in, early in civilization this is in genesis in the beginning and god is saying that look how quick and people had been so consumed by evil that all they could think in every situation is the worst. In fact, Jesus said the heart of the religious leaders were a fountain full of evil. Can you imagine that? Jesus in the New Testament says, I think it's just the people, even the leaders, the pastors, the bishops, the deacons. He was talking to church people and he said the people who lead the churches, the people who are leading in in Christendom, they're all full of evil. In fact, he, the, the Bible, this is how Jesus described them in Matthew 12 from 34 to 30, 35. It says, you brother vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? Come on, say this with me. If you have an evil heart, you can't say anything good. Let me say that to you again. No good thing can come out of a bad heart. And now you're going to find it's hard to accept. But it is the reality. If you see good things come out of a bad heart. It is possible for a dog to moo. And a cow to bark. The Bible says. For out of the outflow of the heart. The mouth speaks. How do I know that this can't happen? Because people... Will tell you what you want to hear. But them don't mean it. You have heard people say, you know me love you. But deep down in them heart, them say, boy, you know, say just because of the church thing. You know, because of the church thing, you know, you move to talk to, you know. Because listen, though they are saying, saying something don't mean you mean it. There's a difference with what you say. And what you really mean from your heart. If everything good that people said was right, you probably would have around 10 husbands. If you're a female. Because the amount of men who tell us, they're going to fly across the ocean for you already, you would going to marry all of them. And you realize, I lied enough for them that tell you, they said some good things. Amen. Amen. So not because somebody says something good, Means that it is right. Sometimes it's lie. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jamaican says it this way when a fox can't get the grip, him says so. In other words, people will turn when they don't get what they want. Because they never meant what they said. Because it wasn't coming from a good heart. Says the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man, evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Evil people can only produce evil. And good people can produce good. Say, so if you want to fix your mouth, you have to fix your heart. It don't work the other way. You can't change your talk unless you change your heart. You have to change your heart. So you have the evil heart. You also have the wayward heart. The wayward heart. Normally these people, if they are Christians, they backslide. Or they are in the back of the pack. Too far back. Or they have slid back. However you want to call it. Or they are not. The new term is that I am not where I used to be. But I, I am not where I want to be. I am a work in progress. But they have been stagnant. So I call them a work in stagnation. Because they have not been moving. Wayward in heart. There was a king called Rehoboam who was wayward in heart. Started out good and somewhere along the way, this man got wayward. How did he do that? Here's what the scripture said. He did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. A favorite scripture of the church is Matthew 6, 33. You know it, right? If I start it, you'll remember it. After three, one, two, three. Seek first. Hallelujah. You all went to Sunday school. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Seek first. Seek. The first word in that scripture is to seek. Seek means continuous pursuit. Let me say that. To seek means to continuously pursue. So when the scripture says seek first, it's saying Continuously pursue God. So Rehoboam stopped seeking God continuously, and what happened to him? He started doing evil because he got wayward. If you stop seeking God, you're gonna get wayward. You listen, you're gonna go backwards. You're going to reverse. You're either going forward or you're reversing. There's no neutral gear in Christianity. So let me help you. So say, this is Brother Wade. Brother Wade is right there. And I'm right here. So he's God and he's heading in that direction. So as a a seeker, I keep following because he's not stopping. He's ever moving. So if I stop and he keeps moving, it means the distance gets wider. Amen? Amen? Which is what happens with many Christians. We start following God and then you get married and the marriage is stressful and you stop while God is moving. You start have children, you're going to foreign, you get money, you get promotion, you get possession in the church or whatever it is. And God is moving but you have stopped at this place. And you stop at this place until God reached the door and you're still here. The distance had, has widened and so you have become wayward because God is so far from you. You get to an place, you realize that he's so far. You start seeking again, but you're not making up for the time. Because you meet a bump in the road and you stop there. So the idea is once one gets born again and saved, that person ought to be continually going after God. Chasing after God following after God. That is why you must always read your Bible. You must always pray. You must always attend church. You must always have quiet time. You must always be talking to God. Always evangelizing because those things are part of the seeking process. You can't put them on break. You can't put your Bible on break. You can't put your prayer life on break. You can't put praise on break. You can't put church on break. You can't No, no. You have to keep on seeking God because God is ever moving. And if you stop and God is moving, then you're creating space between you and God and if you don't continue to seek him you're going to get wayward and if your heart gets wayward like Rehoboam, you're going to do evil then you have Paul in the new testament he described the folks that throughout history as having foolish heart or blind hearts you know there are some people that have foolish hearts you know. the fool has said in their heart there is no God How does Paul explain this? He says, for although they knew God, so they knew that God exists, they have heard about God, he said they never glorified God, nor gave thanks to him. If you don't glorify God in your life, and give thanks to glorify God, is to surrender your life to him. To say, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. And you give him thanks for his grace and his mercy. And the daily benefits that life brings. Paul says, if you don't do that, then your thinking will become futile. And your heart will become foolish and dark. If you don't surrender your life to the Lord, you are going to be foolish in your thinking. Futile in your thinking. And your heart is going to be dark. In other words, you won't have vision and purpose For your life. That is why it's important to have a relationship with Jesus. And I'm not telling you that everything is going to be okay. I'm telling you that that life is better off. Amen? Let me say it again. Being a Christian isn't the easier life. It is the better life. It don't mean only good things happen. It just means because I have a better place to go. I can go through what I'm going through. It's not an easy road, but God is with me. Amen? So Paul says that in Romans uh, 1, 21 to 22. So Jeremiah really, from his writing, is saying that everyone has a cheating heart. Everyone. In fact, when he begins, he says, the heart is devious above all else. It is perverted. Who can understand it? Their heart is a cheetah. Their heart is full of con. And everyone is like that. So that means if you know, that is why if a person don't know God, they still have a devious heart. They need Jesus to change their heart. And so it's very important in all your relationship, you be very clear about this. If the person you are relating to have a devious heart and you have an honest heart that has been changed by God, then you're going to have problems. Because honesty and and trickery can't work together. Amen? Fear, right? If you're an honest person, it's going to be hard for you to work with a cheating person. It's going to be hard for you to live in the house with a cheating person. With a devious person. If you are an honest person. So if I see you with somebody who is devious, obviously you are. And don't tell me that Jesus walked with sinners. Because I have a good answer for that. When Jesus walked with sinners, they changed. Not him. When we walk with sinners, we change. Not them. So he noted how evil the hearts of the people of Judah was. Their hearts were the kind of hearts like the hearts of the people in Genesis 6, 5-6. to The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become. And, and, and that every inclination of the thoughts of their heart was only evil all the time. And watch this. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth. And his heart... Was filled with pain. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this? Right? God. Creator of heavens and earth. His heart was filled with pain. Because he had seen. The evil of men. On earth. How does God feel about your heart right now? It hurt the heart of God. To know where your heart is. In other words, he loves you so much that he's not satisfied that your heart is at that place. It's like God is saying, oh my God, if you would just change and experience the the wonderful possession I have reserved for you. That's the thing. Jesus wants to do that. So check out what happened to the hearts of the people in the days of Jeremiah. The, the, The hearts of the people... They started worshipping foreign gods according to verse 2 of of Jeremiah 17. The people started worshipping foreign gods. In other words, they had other idols. They thought they could depend on other gods. The people who God had brought out of Egypt and brought them into the promised land. The people that God had provided for. They got to a place where their heart got so distressed. Evil, their heart got so wayward that they started worshipping foreign gods. They started looking at money. They started worshipping money. They started worshipping their cars. They started worshipping their looks. They started worshipping their jobs. They started worshipping a denomination. They started worshipping pastors. They started worshipping bishops. The people started looking to other people. They started working, worshipping their best friends. They started worshipping all these things. Foreign gods, and because of this, they started falling into all types of immorality. Because when you start worshiping other gods, your state is going to get worse. How do we know this? See, there are some hearts who don't trust, who do trust in mortal man, and some hearts who trust in the immortal God. Come on, look at the neighbor. And say to them, do not put your trust in man. Come on, come on, come on say, not even a husband. Not even a husband. If you are a male, just turn to and say, not even a wife. (laughs) Just thought, just thought I'd put that in here right there. Need some balance you understand (laughs) me? When you say man, we're talking about both genders, yeah, right? So, but, but watch this. You can't because guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? People put their trust in man and man change. You and I have changed. We're not the way we are today based on how we were 10 years ago and 5 years ago. Some of us have changed for the better, some of us are changing for the worst because we are people. We are changing. God is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God started out being good and he's unchanging. What does that mean? That he's still good and he's going to be good. Man can start out good and end up being bad. Because people are people. And what happens is that we are so affected by the changing of people. Because we have put our trust in them not changing. When it is not possible at all. So stop trusting in man and in things. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. People have trusted in their job as their source. Only to see the same job that they work at fire them. For simple stuff. You can't trust in those things. You have to trust in God. Your job can change, but your provider remains the same. Amen. Consider the hearts that trust in mortal man. The scripture says they are like desert plants that wilt and die under the blazing sun. When you're trusting, in other words, when you're trusting people, you're trusting material things. You, know, you can't deal with hardships. You can't deal with hardships. Because people are your through hardship, you know. You know, times I hear people say, Boy, you know, Pastor, I can't understand how some people stay, you know, when they go to foreign, you know. I me carry them go to the airport, you know, me up and down with them, you know. Me up and down with them, and me help them go get visa, you know. Me I go up there, go sit and cross the road, and wait upon them until they go through the long line. You understand me I my car, me drive and put gas in there for the man go a fire pass, not even not one phone call, not one phone call. Listen, nobody owe you no phone call. They don't know you owe you no barrel. They don't know you owe you no socks. They don't know you they don't owe you no money. Don't you, listen, do whatever you do as unto God and not unto man. Don't wait on man to repay you. Let God be your sure reward. So just do good. And trust God to do good back to you. Because oftentimes the people who you help. Are not the people who turn around and help you. Help them anyways. Because the person who is going to help you. You may never get to help them. So help some people who may never help you in return. But let your confidence be in God. So this is a picture of one who trusts in man instead of the Lord. They are dry and uns- unsustainable. Come on, tell, tell, tell the neighbor again. Come on, one more. You see, if you're trusting man, you're going to dry up. Now consider the heart that trust in God. These hearts are sunk deep in well-watered soil and flourishes. The heart who trusts in the Lord will be like a tree planted by the waters whose leaves will be green. You see, Jeremiah drew on the image of someone where the blessed man is one who delights in God's word. Amen? Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of Stand in the ways of sinners. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. Watch it. And he. That is a promise. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. That bring forth its fruit. In its season. His leaves will. And whatsoever he do. Listen, if you want to prosper, trust in the Lord, man. Trust in the Lord. Put your faith and confidence in the Lord. But not the wicked. And what this is saying is that not those who don't trust in the Lord. Because they are like the worthless chaff. Scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly. But the path of the wicked... Leads to destruction. You have to trust in God. You have to trust in God. The people who trust in human beings. Will end up like a shriveled bush. While the person who trusts in God will be like. A tree that has its roots. Sunk deep beside a stream. It means that they will forever flourish. Listen, you have to guard and protect your heart. You have to get this deceitful heart out. And get the Christ-like heart in you. I want to encourage you, because this is so important. You're in a season of your life. I, I want to teach you this principle. I said it in the first service, and I want you to get this. If you don't get anything else that I say, you need to get this This. Morning or this afternoon. You to hear me clearly. Every time God is about to do something. In your life. Some sort of attack come to your heart. From the enemy. And most times it is not things. It is a person. People will come to try and deceive you. And get your heart. To be deceitful. They will try to come and influence you. To manipulate you. To control you. To confuse you. It is a similar thing that happens to fruit. The worm is always there. But when the fruit gets mellow, the worm begins to show up. I started planting crops at my house. And I'm telling you, everything looking good. I water them. I weed it out. I put in some work. You understand me? People are saying me hands soft. So me say me, me go to do some work. See me can get them hard. Come I, mean, I know what difference it makes. Right, so I'm out there cutting, using all cutlass and all of them things. And get all my fuck. And me have all my gloves and dig up and turn. Silence and water. Stuff. Everything look good. Everybody say, boy, you're going to look good. I say, yeah, man, what if I work? May I put down. Just as me see me catch bridge, them start falling. May see be a worm and thing. Me see what is going on now, man. Like all my hard work is about to go in vain. I want to put it to you. Don't let all your hard work go to waste because of some worm who is trying to mess up what God is about to do in you. So tell your neighbor, don't let no worm mess up your mellow. You have to get rid of the worm. So you can keep your mellow. You have to get some pesticide and some insecticide and, and, and kill the worm so you can eat your cabbage. You understand what I mean? You have to guard your heart. So so, so you, you see a certain season of your life you don't want to hear certain people. I don't want to hear nothing from you. Because you see this gate I'm going to close it because I don't want it to get into my heart and mess up my mellow. I'm going to close this gate. I don't want to see certain things. You you see the talk people business? Not not this season. When the season for that come, me probably will call it. But right now, (laughs) a mellow season. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear nothing that will mess up my mellow. Amen? Amen? So how do we fix this heart? How do, we, how do we heal the, the, the sin sick soul or fix the street in heart? Jeremiah offers us the solution in Jeremiah chapter 8, right? Verse 21 to 22. So if you can just flip back from Jeremiah 17, a couple of pages. right? Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 21 to 22. Hallelujah. It says, this is the Lord. The Lord says, I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn. And I'm overcome with grief. Then he asks, Is there no balm in Gilead? Hallelujah. Is there no physician there? Why is there no healing for the wounds of my people? So he's saying that Listen, what happened? How, nobody not healing the heartaches, the broken heart, the evil heart, the wayward heart, the foolish heart, the blind heart. What, is, the, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? When Jeremiah asked that question, he was it, the, about the balm in Gilead. It was an ointment that was good for all kinds of ailments. So, in that time, if you have toothache, you get some balm. If you have bellyache, you get some balm. If you got footache, you get some balm. If you have headache, you get balm. Is you know what? Is like Vicks Vapor Rub. You know Vicks Vapor Rub. You see when they were little. Hey, when I was little, you know. I mean, anything happened to you. Vicks. You better hurt you. Get some. I'm telling you. You have headache. No man, no man. Just get some Vicks. You understand me? I mean, you know stuff. You put some Vicks in something. and boil water. Get some. Everything is Vicks. So, what was the bomb? <laughs> it's no idea. So, Jeremiah asked. Is there anything that can bring true healing to this wayward and healing people? Is there anything that can heal your heart this morning? I put it to you that there is. There is such a cure. And we know it in Christian tradition as the grace of God in Jesus Christ. In other words, church, the balm in Gilead is Jesus. And the physician is Jesus. Jeremiah says, you need medicine, and you need a doctor. Jesus said, I am your medicine, I am your doctor. He, He says, I am your healer. He says, whatever the bomb in Gilead could have done, I can do it better. And I will be a doctor for you. I can heal your heart, whatever the state of your heart is. But how does it work? How does it work? Is it that Jesus is to come and visit us? are we supposed to visit Jesus? Because we must know, you see, when we are sick in the natural, most times, unless we are bedridden, we go visit the doctor. Amen? The doctor, we make an appointment, and we go visit the doctor. The doctor prescribes medicine after checking us up. So Jesus says, here is how it works. I am the balm of Gilead. I am the great physician. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28, verse 29, he says, Here's what you need to do. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. I will heal you. I will restore you. I'll bring you back to the place that you ought to be. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Alright, remember we said that when the scripture uses, remember we started out in week one, we said when the scripture uses soul, it is referring to the heart. So Jesus is saying that you will find rest for your heart. He says, come to me. In other words, if you are sick in heart this morning, it's not for God to come visit you. It's for you to make an appointment to meet with God so he can apply his grace through Jesus Christ and you can receive healing to your heart. Amen. He says, come to me. He says, I will give you rest. You'll find rest for your soul. See the slaves knew this cure. Perhaps better than we do. When they were held captive and oppressed. All their days and laboring under the the lashes of the overseers. They were allowed to sing some spiritual songs as they worked, And one of them is is the beloved hymn. Based on Jeremiah 8.22. There is a balm in Gilead. See sometimes I feel discouraged. And I think my works in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives. My soul again, and then this if you can't preach like Peter, if you can't pray like Paul, just tell the love of Jesus and say, He died for all. We can have our hearts cured this morning. Today, how do we do that, Pastor? You may be sitting there and say, Pastor, I know this applies to me, my heart. Needs curing. It needs healing. We can have our hearts cured by first. Knowing the heart is deceitful. In other words, you have to admit. The first question a doctor asks you is, what is wrong with you? You, listen. Most times, you tell the doctor your problems. The doctor goes deeper to the source of your problem. You don't walk to the doctor and the doctor says, Hey, I can't tell you, your head is hurting you. <laughs> yeah money, you, you right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, hey, you right here, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see you have a belly ache. No. The first thing the doctor asks is that, what's wrong with you today, Mr. Mrs. So and so? And they say, You know what, doc? I'm feeling some pain in my belly. And from there the doctor begins to diagnose, and find the road. The first thing you have to do for your heart to be healed is to admit that your heart needs healing. That you have a deceitful heart. The first thing you have to do is say, Jesus, be done with the lying thing, you know. The heart are evil. do I tell no lie. Jesus? My heart wayward. Be gone, began way about Jesus. Jesus, a long time he stopped moving. You must reach all... Jesus, he must stay on the highway and I just appear the toll to exit the town I mean, me, you understand me? me Still, the run away, be a try, see me can't catch. You understand me? I boss in I bus park. So, so Jesus, yeah, you have to be like that. You have to say, Jesus, that's how far I am from you. Have to be like that. I said, I know my Boy, Jesus, I don't even know the purpose of my life. Because my, my, my heart has been darkened. Because yes, I know about you. But I have not surrendered totally to you. The second thing is that you have to acknowledge the distractors. Such as self-satisfaction and complacency. Everything that will distract your heart from seeking after God. You have to acknowledge them. You have to know them. You have to know that, listen, this thing is a distraction. This thing is a distraction. I tell people there are many things that I choose not to do. Not because they are wrong. But because they will distract me from following after God. There are some things that are right to do, but they are going to distract you. And you have to find a way to put aside a distraction. Let me tell you what. Listen. I, I, social media, biggest distraction. I, I tell you this. Try it. Let me show you how powerful social media is. I'm going to teach you this morning how much control social media have over your life. Try not to go on it. See how long I can do without it. T- test yourself and come back and tell me how long you are able to endure. Social media. I guarantee you that most of you who are on it can't be off it for one day. One day is the maximum I give most of you. Like the ones who can stay off it, they're not really on it. You understand me? When They, they don't even have a face on Facebook. You understand what I mean? So, so those are the ones who can stay off it. me? <laughs> right? You have to get rid of the distraction. Finally, when you have done that, you have acknowledged and removed the distraction. You have admitted that your heart needs healing. Then you have to find a balm. The healing herb is Jesus. Remember, he died. He was buried. And he arose. See, Jesus can heal the cheating heart. Because... Of grace that forgives. Grace that nurtures you. Grace that empowers. That gives us education. Jobs. Place. Dreams. Hopes. And if we will be like. A tree planted. By the living waters. Everything we do. Will flourish. I want to pray for us as we close. Uh, there's a, a song we used to do back in the day. It says, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. It says, this is my desire to honor you. Lord... With all my heart, I worship you. So with every head bowed as we close and every eye closed. Just for a couple of minutes, every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want you to be distracted. I want you just to give yourself some time to have the Holy Spirit of the Lord God Almighty speak to you about the, own, the state of your own heart. Maybe you have become wayward. Maybe every inclination of the thought of your heart is evil. Maybe you have become foolish in heart. Or blinded in heart. Maybe you have a broken heart because, I mean, some worms have come and they have messed up your mellow. And they have left your heart broken. Jesus is hurt by your hurt. And as you sit there, just begin to pray and begin to admit. Say, Lord, I, I admit that I have a cheating heart, a deceitful heart. I have an evil heart. I have an evil heart. Lord God. Come on, just, just open your mouth and admit that. Just admit, say, Lord, I need healing for my heart. Just tell him, say, Lord, I come to you because I'm burdened and I am heavy laden. Ask him to give you rest. Give me rest, Lord, give me rest. So if you did any of that and you said, Pastor, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know my heart is not where it ought to be. I've become wayward. There's evil thinking. You know, There's foolishness. I'm hurting. And I need the balm in Gilead. I need healing. Would you pray for me? Listen, I'd love to do that. But what I want you to do for me, if that applies to you, I'm going to ask you to just stand to your feet right where you are. I, I know my heart needs change. I, I, I need that heart change. Oh, I'd love for God to come and take this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be ashamed. Don't let your heart keep fooling you. To tell you that it's okay when it's not. Jesus is here to heal. It all starts with admitting. Saying Lord I'm sick and I need healing. Come on, if you're standing, just lift your hands with me. It's a sign, the universal sign of surrender. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for every hand lifted, for every person standing in obedience to the call of God this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus that as they repent, And turn from wayward hearts and evil hearts and foolish hearts and blind hearts and cheating hearts. God, as they turn away and turn to you and come to you, that indeed they will find rest for their souls. For your gentle and humble in heart. You hurt when they hurt. And so you are the balm in Gilead that heals. So we speak healing of the heart, God. Give them new hearts and fresh hearts. God, may every worm that is seeking to destroy the mellow their fruit be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Come with your hands lifted just the so Lord, I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for a new heart this morning. A renewed heart. A restored heart. A revived heart. I give you my heart. I surrender to you. Take my heart, O oh Lord. every breath, every moment. Come on, just say, I purpose in my mind to pursue you continuously. Come with me. I choose now by a decision of my will to plant myself in you the river of living water so I will flourish. Flourish. Say, I thank you for the wonderful possessions you have in store for me. They will not slip out of my hand in the name of Jesus because my heart is yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, God is going to, for those of you standing, listen, I just believe that God is going to give you specific instructions as you stand this morning. And you're going to have to take specific action. But as soon as God speaks to you, be obedient to do what he tells you to do. It may be to have a conversation. It may be to end a conversation. It may be to pray a little bit more about something. But God is going to give you specific instructions as you tune into the Spirit. And as He does that, please be obedient to follow Him. He has great things in store for you. Believe that this is the beginning of your new beginning. And your latter will be greater than your former. That the things God has in store for you coming out of this moment. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of any man. God is about to cause you to flourish. To prosper in everything that you do. As you stay connected to him. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Come on just stand to your feet everybody and just give the Lord a big hand clap. Come on he deserves a bigger hand clap than that. Come on shout hallelujah. Come on just lift your hands and give him just 30 minutes 30 seconds of worship. Come on just lift your hands and just wave them and just begin to worship him this morning and just hallelujah just magnify his name and exalt his name and worship him for he is king of glory he's a mighty god he's a strong god he's the lord of all his name is jesus his name is jesus come on open your mouths and just begin to praise him and begin to worship him lord i give you my heart, lord, I, give you my heart. I give you my soul let worship in this I live for You, alone.